Listener Production. This podcast contains general information only and doesn't take into account your personal financial situation or goals. Hi, I'm Sophie Tymon and this is The Clever Way Home, the podcast that simplifies the home buying process. You've been approved for your loan, you've found your dream home, and now it's time to make it yours. Making the offer is the final step. You're about to cross the finish line. I thought it'd just be a simple email that'd be sent to the real estate agent saying, hey, I want to offer 390000 for this property. We weren't really sure what we need to do. We knew that we needed to speak to the real estate agent. There's actually like paperwork that needs to go into making an offer. I wasn't, the, again, who, who had to communicate with who at what point? That bit really threw me. So Joe and I were talking about what our first offer should look like for a very long time. There were numbers getting thrown this way and that way, but I felt like we went in strong and we came out with a really great result. I'm joined by Priyanka Saldana from Great Southern Bank to chat about the process of making your offer and what to expect. Hello again, Priyanka. How are you going? I'm good. Nice to see you again, Sophie. It is so lovely to have you back in here. Thank you. So today we are talking about making the offer. Mm, Big nervous moment. Oh my gosh, (laughs) I know, because it takes so much time, energy, effort to get to this point. So it can be a little daunting. It can. I do have customers calling. I'm going to make the offer tomorrow. Is everything okay? Can I do it? I'm like, yeah, you're fine. Because then they'll have the agent in. So like being a buyer, you've got the bank on one side and you've got the agent on the other side. So, and you're just this middleman trying to make it all happen. Yes. Yes. And usually the agent's like, it's now or never, you know, Uh, (laughs) time is of the essence. I'm amazed at how many times when I was looking for a property, when I wanted to make an offer, there was always another offer on the table that was going to happen just then. <laughs> I know, every time. <laughs> so let's chat about what to expect when making an offer. Mm-hmm. I know that I've only put in one offer in my life and that ended up being on the property that I bought. So <laughs> you're very lucky. <laughs> Thank you. But you are really committing to buying that property when putting in that offer, right? It's a legal document. Am I right in saying that? Yes, yes, in some ways. So it depends on the way the property is being sold. So if it's an auction, for example, that's when, yes, you, once you've won the auction and you sign on the contract, it is legally binding. So auctions don't have any what we call cooling off period. But if you're just buying it through, you're making an offer to the real estate and it's getting accepted, you could potentially have a cooling off period of five days, during which time, like we discussed previously, You'd have the time to do your building and pest inspection. So you're talking about a cooling off period. Can you just give me a quick rundown of what that means? Cooling off period basically means that you make the offer. You give, say, 0.25% of the purchase price as just a token deposit. And then in that five days period, which is your cooling off period, it could be five days, depending on different states. You have the time to do the inspections review strata reports if need be. You can then after the five days choose to pull your offer back. In some cases, you might lose that 0.25% deposit. Sometimes they might give it back to you. Right. Okay. So because I bought my property pre-auction. So Mm -hmm. as you mentioned, when you are buying at an auction, you don't have a cooling off period. No. So I don't know a lot about it. But what you're saying is you get a period of time where you've put a deposit down, you do all your checks and you may or may not get that deposit back. 
Yes. So let's say if it's a building and pest inspection issue that you've identified and it's genuine, in those cases, you are eligible to get your deposit back. If you just choose to say, I suddenly don't like the look of that house or my son doesn't like the color of the walls, you might not get your deposit back. So a lot of properties are sold by a auction here in Sydney. Um, I know sometimes it's via a private treaty more so in states like Queensland. But let's talk about the auction process. Mm-hmm. Now, I've said before, I bought my pre-auction so I didn't have to go through the very nerve-wracking experience of, you know, waving a paddle and things like that. But how does it actually work? I know that you need to register your name, but beyond that... You know, do do you go in there knowing that you're going to bid a certain amount? Like, how does it increase over the period of of the bidding war? Like, let's run through the process. Yeah. So interestingly, I actually bought my home through an auction. There you go. Yeah. So uh, you go in on the day, you register, and being a little slightly superstitious, that is, I demanded a paddle of a certain number, which I was convinced was my lucky number. <laughs> was it number seven? No, it's oh. number four. It always ah. works for me for some reason. Well, we won the auction, so it might be right, oh. but. Yeah, and so you would, I guess in the first five minutes, you'd look around to see how many more bidders there were, and then you start the bid. I'm aware that people do go in with quite a strategy, whether it's big bids or small bids, you know, people have a belief that, you know, one way is going to be better than another. Before going in, we had actually got a pre-approval from the bank, so we knew how much we were going to bid up to, and we weren't going to go above that because, quite honestly, we couldn't afford it. So we knew exactly how much we were going to bid. And we stuck to that. You will always have the agents who are trying to push you for that little extra. But we just put our bid to the max that we could do. Nobody else, luckily, touch would bid after that. And we managed to secure the property. So that's where you need to be very clear on how much you can actually bid for and not go over that because it can be really easy at auctions to just think of that little extra and then get yourself into trouble. And it's the stress of the environment. You know, you've got other people putting bids and they might have a big poker face and so you think they're going to just keep going and keep going but everyone's got a tactic that they're working by. For me the most important thing I would say is knowing how much you can bid and sticking to that. When a property is up for auction sometimes the vendor will entertain pre-auction bids. Now that's how I bought my property. Mm -hmm. When we inspected it they told us what it was roughly going to be trading for or selling for at the auction and we had a number in mind. We knew what we had pre-approval for. We thought, okay, looking at some other comps around the area, this is probably what it's going to go for. And then we spoke to the agent. We said, are they going to maybe entertain yep. pre-auction bids? And they said, oh, I'll get back to you in a couple of days. Anyway, yep. the agent ended up coming back and saying, yes, they will entertain pre-auction offers beyond this value. Mm-hmm. So we went back, we had a look. It was a little bit more than we initially thought that they would trade for, but we wanted it so badly. We said, yes, we would love to participate in that. Yeah. So yeah, we we ended up buying our property that way and we ended up, you know, buying it, I think it was like 7 p.m. the night before the auction. <laughs> so there are people, like I get customers who want the pre-approval done. And when I say, is it for an auction? They say, yeah, it is, but we do want to make a pre-auction bid. So yeah, that's an option as well. What about if it was a private treaty or an off-the-plan property? Is Do I go in just with a letter of an offer or am I sitting down having a negotiation with someone? What's the process? Yeah, so if it's not an auction, you look in the properties and then you would make an offer to the real estate agent. So legally, any offers that the agent receives, he has to go back to the vendor and let him know about it. They will then come back to you. Generally, the agent will say, we'll come back to you in 24 hours or 48 hours. And they will then come back to you and say the vendors accepted your bid or not accepted your bid. 
So if they've got it advertised for, let's say, 500000 mm-hmm. if I come in under 500000 and I'm at maybe 450000 if I give them an offer, they still need to give that to the vendor. They do. They do. They That's will, reassuring. Yeah. They will tell you that oh, it's really low and the vendor won't accept it, but they do have to go back and just tell the vendor that you have an offer of 450000 Okay. And then the process beyond that, they come back, maybe they say an extra 50, we maybe agree, then what's the process? Am I just signing a contract that day? Or Yeah, so then if they come back and say, look, if you're putting in an extra 10,000, the vendor's willing to accept it or 50,000 and you agree to that, you will then go into the real estate office generally. You'll sign the contract, put the 0.25% deposit down and send off that contract to your solicitor or your conveyancer to get it vetted to make sure everything is right with the contract and then start the process of your checks. Okay. And lastly, buying off the plan, I'm assuming that process is a little bit different as well? The process initially is the same, but with off the plan, there is a slight risk because you're not in a position to get a pre-approval because off the plan could mean that the land is coming off or the house is getting built in a year or two years. Most approvals with most financial institutions or banks only last for 90 days. So with off the plan, that's the risk you're running that in two years, will you be able to afford it? Will the property price stay the same? Those kind of things. So if you're buying something off the plan, at that time, generally, your bank might not be as involved or your financial institution might not be as involved in the process. Yeah, right. Another way that you can look at making an offer is actually putting an offer in on a property that might not actually necessarily be for sale. Yeah, so you can approach an agent or if you know somebody or you know that they are interested in selling but the property isn't on the market as yet, you could approach to say you are interested in buying that property and make an offer. So we use the term off market Mm -hmm. for that sort of thing, right? Yeah. When you're making an offer on a property, there's obviously other people that may be coming in at the same price as you. How do you get an edge on those participants, I guess? So things to do is have a deposit ready, have your pre-approval ready, because that's really important. A real estate agent who sees that there's somebody that has the pre-approval, that means they've done the homework, they have their finance organized, as against somebody that doesn't, that's where you'll get your edge. Because if you've got everything organized, it'll be a quicker process with you. And I know from personal experience, if you can be flexible on timeframes as well, that really helps. In terms of the settlement period? Yes. You know, the the vendor might want to have a quick turnaround. They want the cash quickly because they're buying another property maybe, or they want a longer settlement period because they're building a house and it's not finished yet. Yes. And as somebody that's been in banking and done lending for a while, we like the long settlements. The shorter ones are a bit stressful. So that's, again, something you need to check with your bank to just make sure if they ask for a shorter settlement, what's the shortest we can go on? What's your turnaround time like? How can we meet the deadline? So who else is involved in the making an offer process? Who am I talking to? Who am I going to be hearing from? So mostly the real estate agent and your solicitor or your conveyancer. So those would be the main parties that you will actually be involved with. Once you've made the offer, then yes, the building and pest control person or those different elements there. But mostly it'll be the real estate agent that you're dealing with. Well, thank you so much for coming back in. It's always a pleasure to have you, Priyanka. It's been my pleasure and a lot of fun. Thank you, Sophie. Thank you. For more information on anything you've heard in today's episode or to speak to a home loan specialist, visit greatsouthernbank.com.au forward slash the clever way home. Well, the offer is in, but if it gets accepted, what happens once you sign on the dotted line? 
That's next on The Clever Way Home. Great Southern Bank acknowledges the traditional owners of the land on which we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation. We pay our respects to elders past, present and to emerging community leaders. We extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander listeners and acknowledge the important role Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples continue to play within the communities in which Great Southern Bank operates and where their team members reside. Listener.